my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Welcome to this week's edition of Awaken Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan, brought to you in part by our good friends out at Three Rivers Boat and RV Storage out in Carlisle. You got a uh, camper, a boat, trailer, something you need to, you just don't have room for around the house that's getting in the way, having trouble mowing the lawn, huh? You got to move stuff? Well, I would suggest you give Richard and Tracy and Danielle a call at 515-822-1362. And tell them you would like to uh, reserve you a spot for uh, Three Rivers Boat and RV Storage in Carlisle. 60 bucks a month. You get one month free when you pay for a year. It's a 12 by 50 foot assigned spot. This thing's huge. Way, way good morning, everybody. Wow. Facebook's blowing up. Uh, 12 by 50. So it's 12 foot wide by 50 feet long. Uh, they got secure gates 24-7. Cameras up. And you get discounts for multiple spots. Uh, if you want to fill out an application to find a spot, they're locally owned. It's a great pay- place to go. Nice and clean. Richard's always out there policing it. Make sure it looks nice. And uh, they'll just do a good job for you. 515-822-1362. Rivers Boat and RV Storage in Carlisle, Iowa. Good morning, everybody. Wow, we got Charles, we got Matt, we got Roger, we got Brian, uh, we got Tim. Good morning, everybody watching us on Facebook Live. We got a fun show for you. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about guns. We got gun, gun talk on this morning at 7 with Dave over at JLM. And in the 8 o'clock hour, we had Brian Bachowski lined up from Pine Ridge Archery Products to talk about some new stuff. Good morning, Dan and Anderson and Tony. Good to see you on Facebook Live. Uh, but, uh, uh, Brian bailed on me. He went to Ohio to go fishing. So how about that? So we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll bug Larry McCoy. I told him, uh, hello, Ed best. How are you? Good to see you. Talk taking grandson's fishing today. Uh, Ed is in Urbandale. Good to see you. Al Rich. Good morning, buddy. Tell Barb hi. Hey, let's go over to the phones. Uh, and we'll, uh, see what Dave Bloom's doing this morning. Dave, good morning. How are you? Morning. I'm doing well. You? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. How's the store doing? Store is doing great. Yeah, we're uh, we're having a lot of fun over at JLM. Yeah, you guys always do. I tell you what, I I couldn't be- when last time I was in a store, I couldn't believe how big the store looked. Now you kind of did some remodeling, moved some stuff around, but boy, you, it really looks like you got a ton of uh, <laughs> a lot more space. I'm not laughing at you. Skippy Peters set up a Wisconsin's making fun of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, right. but, uh, man, you did a great job on, on open up some floor space, man. Yeah. We just made a couple little simple changes, nothing crazy. Um, uh, but it did give us some more retail space, you know, made some more, you know, open up some light. Um, and we're, that's just phase one. We got some more things coming where we'll, we'll be um, putting in some led lights and, you know, continue to try to make it a better place, but yet not lose. Like we're never going to be the tacky cool, 
big box store kind of gun shop. That's not what we want. Um, but we can be more, have more space for more inventory so people have more selection. And that's obviously what we're trying to do. Yeah. I, I kind of look at you at a full service mom and pop. I mean, you got, you got Walt, one of the best gunsmiths in the, in the state of Iowa working there. Uh, Walt does amazing things. And I mean, you, you do specialty stuff. I mean, you can go high end, uh, not only low end, but you can go really high end for collectors. And, uh, you're kind of a specialty store, Dave, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably a pretty good way to describe it. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, good morning, Landon. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Charles. Good to see you on Facebook Live. There, thank you very much. So, what are we talking about on Gun Talk this morning? Well, you know, one of the things that is a, is a passion of mine, and one of the things that I really tried to instill as a value at JLM is making sure that we really try to help customers. Yep. I had a guy come. I had a guy come in the other day, and he said. Man, I went to a big box store and man, it was so frustrating because they just, I would have to point to a gun and say, can I see that one? They would hand it to me and then they would just look at me. He's like, but you spent, and I spent a lot of time with this guy, but you spent a lot of time with me and you really helped me to think through my decision. It's his first gun. Yeah. First gun. He didn't even know the questions to ask, let alone <laughs> how to answer those questions. Um, and so one of the things we really try to do is try to walk people through kind of this philosophy of buying a gun because there is a way to make good decisions on how and what gun to buy. Now, a lot of our customers come in and they know more about guns than I do. And they just look at the rack and like, Ooh, there's the one I've been looking for. I want that gun. And that's great. We're, we're more than happy to, you know, just be there so that people can come peruse and purchase a gun because they've purchased 50 guns or they know what they want. Right. There's also a lot of people today, especially in the last couple of years, that are really trying to figure out, hey, I really want to be able to protect myself. I really want to start trap shooting. I really want to hunt with my kid or I really, whatever that is. These are basically my first guns and I have no clue. Please help. And so I thought maybe today we would just kind of go over some of those basic philosophies that we have that really help you to make a good decision when it comes to buying a gun. Well, I tell you, Dave, you got a lot of folks uh, with just the environment we're in that are looking for home protection right now that have never even thought about owning a gun. Um, I mean, I know some people that were kind of anti-gun actually that are that are gun owners now because just of yeah. some of the stuff that we're uh, we're going through. I was just talking to Andrew. Um, I we've got some chronic speeding problems over by where I live, and I've got to call the police like uh, at least twice a week because uh, uh, we have property damage people that are blowing the curb and riding through our yard, pulling trees. And we've had eight different incidents happen since October when we bought the home. And I mean, I've never called the police as much in my life as I have the last four or five, <laughs> five, six months. But you know, the officer that I talked to, he was a uh, Lieutenant yesterday told me that they're down a hundred officers in Des Moines and they just don't have the manpower to, to patrol like they need to patrol to nip, right. to nip this stuff in a bun. So, so, you know, listen, I'm not criticizing our police at all. I, I always support our law enforcement people, but I mean, if, if, if an officer isn't available to respond to you, if you have something going on, you're going to have to learn to defend yourself. And that's really critical in these, I hate to say it that way, Dave, but I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. And that's, you know, every, everybody has their own level of tolerance of what they feel like they can tolerate. And, um, man, if somebody doesn't want to use a gun, then that's, man, that's part of the beauty of this country. 
Yeah. But if you do, if you do, then you need to make sure that you're getting the right one and getting the training and making sure you're um, a responsible owner. And if that's true, man, then I, I'm happy. The more people that have guns, I think the better off we all are. Well, I, you know, listen, I, I got to protect my family and my property. I mean, I, I've had a concealed carry permit now for going on seven, eight years. I mean, people has never seen my gun. I, I it stays concealed. And I, you know, I've never had the, or the occasion and, uh, God, thank God to use my, my weapon, but uh, the peace of mind there and knowing that if I need to, I've got the security that, um, if something would happen at home, I'm not going to wait 35, 40 minutes while somebody's doing something to my family. I mean, I, I want to be able to stop that situation right then and there. And I, I, man, I tell you what, the more intolerant people become, and some of this, this is me talking, not you, but the, what's going on in our society when people just don't care about other people anymore. And I mean, I, some of the stuff I see going on right now just blows my, I cannot believe what I'm seeing half the time. Um, I want to have that peace of mind knowing that if something happens, my family's going to be okay. Absolutely. For sure. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but wouldn't you think the most important thing when someone is looking toward getting a firearm for their first, especially their first one is to, before they buy that weapon is that they take a class or they, they under, they get to know what a weapon is and how to use it first before they buy, or do you think they should buy one first? You know, honestly, I, I don't think it really matters. Um, the, the beauty of a class is you get to probably shoot a couple different guns, yep. which gives you experience to help, you know, man, I tried shooting that gun. It did not work well for me. I tried shooting that gun, man, that one really worked well. So that's the part that I really like about classes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Now I think everybody should be taking classes or getting instruction from somebody who is a professional or who knows what they're doing. 100% because a, a gun is a dangerous tool and you need training just like your car. You aren't a great driver at 16 when you first get your license. You need time and you need training and you need someone to look over your shoulder. Right. 100%. Now, I do like the idea of buying a gun, going to get training and being trained on your specific firearm so that you know that thing inside and out. Well, that makes sense. So, that makes sense. So e- either way, either way I'm fine with as long as there's training at some point in this process, yeah, that's fine. But my job when somebody comes into the store is to say, hey, how can I get you the right tool? As opposed to being just a salesman who just sells you a firearm, which is not in anybody's interest. That's how people end up with guns that, are, that don't fit them, that aren't correct for what they're trying to do. You, you just so, made the point. You just made the point I was going to jump in on. Uh, you need to, whatever gun you're going to get, whether it's for hunting, for home protection or whatever, you need to get a gun that's going to fit you properly. Same thing with a bow. I mean, a bow is not going to be any yep. good for you if it's not correctly, uh, if you don't purchase one, it's the right draw length. It's got the right, so you can anchor properly. Same thing with a gun. It's got to ergonomically fit your hand. For a handgun, it's comfortable. Otherwise, you're never going to be accurate with that weapon, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so, when, so, so when somebody comes in, um, there's three things that I really try to help them think through. And we, I do this in different ways, but, but basically the three things are, one, the better you can define what you want your gun to do, the better I can help you. So clearly thinking through, what is it I'm going to do with this? What is it? What is this day-to-day living for this gun going to look like? That is huge. 
That is so important to understand to clearly define what is a gun going to do. Two is understand that everything is a compromise. In the world of guns, everything is a compromise. And being um, comfortable with the compromises that you end up making. Because right. you will always make a compromise in one way or another. And the third thing is, and this is the one that people don't really think a lot about, is so much of the gun industry is driven by how police and the military think about guns, not by how civilians should think about guns. Now how do, what does that mean, Dave? All right, so think about you as a police officer, mm-hmm. and you come in contact with a bad guy. Your objective is to detain him not make him leave. So if I'm a police officer and I come in contact with a bad guy and the bad guy runs, I need to go after him. I right. need to pursue. Right. And when you pursue somebody long enough, you're going to get into some sort of altercation. Either that's physical with hands or with a weapon of some kind. The police officer needs to be able to handle all of those situations. As a civilian, I come in contact with a bad guy and he flees. It's done. Yeah. You don't, objective I've achieved my objective. All he needs to do or see is leave. Right. So if that's true, the, 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 for a police officer, man, he better be carrying a gun that is very capable, that has lots and lots of ammunition. So lots of rounds. It's capacity is what we call that. It should be very high because he may come into contact with one or multiple people who he needs to detain that are returning fire and he needs to be able to deal with that situation. So what a cop is going to carry or what a military person in combat is going to carry should be completely, I don't want to say completely different, but, but the philosophy behind that, the thinking behind that needs to be different because as a civilian, all I have to do is get the person to go away. Right. No, I agree. And in, in, I agree with and that. In 90 per, and in 90% of the cases, once you pull your weapon, the bad guy goes away. And all the studies that I've seen people reference, 90% of the time when you pull your gun, so think about this. If I pull my gun, the bad guy leaves. Does it matter what caliber my gun is? No. No, not at all. No. So, so knowing that if I pull out a cap gun, again, I'm not saying someone should carry a cap gun, but just think about that. You pull out a cap gun, he leaves. Objective accomplished. Right. So, so obviously we're not carrying cap guns, but it does begin to maybe alter the way that you think about what, what, what um, capacity am I going to tolerate and what round am I going to carry or what, what you know, caliber of handgun am I going to carry or, or shotgun or whatever. So those are, those are the ways that we just, you begin to think through some of these things um, to help pick out the right gun. Yep, 7.15 and some change here on 1350 ESPN. We're visiting with Dave from JLM Guns. It's Gun Talk. Dave, hang on. i got to take a real quick break. You are see the people watching us on Facebook Live right now while they're turkey hunting in the blind. Isn't that nice? So, <laughs> say everybody, say hi to everybody turkey hunting, Dave. Hey, good luck, everybody. Shoot a, shoot a big tom. <laughs> that, I don't know why people do that. I, I, I go hunt. I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen to me on the radio, but I think that's the best compliment you could ever get. So thank you, everybody. <laughs> Dave, hang on. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. We're visiting with Dave Bloom from JLM Guns. Uh, Juno, Lima, Mike, 
JLM Guns and Urban Deal. They've been around for a long time, and Dave just took that over last. Was it last year, Dave? Yeah, in November. Yeah, man, that's going quick. You're almost almost to a. You'll be a, to a year here pretty quick. I'm. It, time flies when you're having fun. You know that store is kind of fun. Uh, I don't. I haven't been in there in a couple weeks because I've been chasing turkeys. But uh, you know, you, uh, you it's kind of like. Uh, gosh, I hate to say the barbershop on Andy Griffith, but you got a you got some characters running through there, sitting down telling some stories sometime. Yeah, it. I, I equate it to like uh, Cheers. Yeah, like it's that hometown bar where there's a couple people who, man, they just this is the place they hang out. But we don't take ourselves very seriously. There's a lot of kidding. There's a lot of ribbing that goes on back and forth between the employees. Um, they love to give me a hard time, um, and so it, it, it's a fun place to be. Um, and again, that's part of one of the things that we value is that um, uh, we don't take ourselves so seriously that we um, make it uncomfortable. But we obviously take uh, the, the the tools that we're dealing with seriously. But the store environment is not not overly serious. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So would Nick would uh, Nick would he be Norm? What's that? <laughs> it's not Nick. Who's who's the who's the who's the kid? He's not a kid. Who's the who's that? <laughs> what's the guy's name that runs the gun range down in Indianola? Or he did. Okay, so so my office manager his name is Kenny. Kent. Kenny. So he got he's got a couple different names. He goes by D. Ken is his given name. Um, but we don't make anybody else try to say Deacon. We yeah. we call him Kenny. But yes, Kenny has done a phenomenal job. He is one of the main reasons our store is as good as it is because he is really really good at what he does. You and know, he knows a crap ton about guns. Yeah, he. You know what? He he's really a good guy. But boy, he gives me crud every time I come in there. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I. It's just like I don't know why I call him Nicky. I don't know why, but. He just—he's almost. You should the, keep doing that. Yeah, you should I, keep doing that. Oh, I will. He—it's almost to the borderline of annoying, but he is such a good guy, though. Um, and he—he yeah. you know, he really did some good things down at that range in Indianola. Yeah, he, he really yeah, I, I took my son down there, Dave, and I mean, I—he was really kind to a lot of people. You got a good guy there. Don't tell him I said yeah. that, though. I certainly won't. Yeah. So, hey, let's talk let's talk ergonomics. When somebody's looking for their first handgun, what's how do they know it fits their hand properly? Yeah, that, that that's a hard thing, and and that's where we get to when I talk about define for me clearly what it is that you want this gun to do. So, the first thing you know, it, I help try to pe- people to understand is that <clears throat> the goal of owning a weapon is really about making a bad guy go away. And all the studies show that most of the time you pull a gun, bad guy's going to be gone. Yeah, if you do have to actually shoot your gun you're going to shoot an average of two bullets, two times. That's the average. So, so if that's true from a statistical standpoint, then it comes down to what do I want this gun to do? And so if someone says to me, hey, this is home defense. This gun is going to be at the house. It's there to protect my family. Then I'm going to take them to a bigger handgun. And this touches on a little bit of, of why uh, of that, the, the idea that there's always a compromise. Bigger guns always shoot better than smaller guns. Oh, that's true. I agree with and how you. they and how they feel and capacity in felt recoil in how they fit your hand. Most of the time, a mid-sized to full-size gun is going to be way more enjoyable. So if someone says, "Hey, I just need something around the house, something I can take to the range, have fun with, get confident with," I'm going to take them to the section. And we have our guns broken down in these exact sections. Here's mid-sized and full-size guns. Here's small micro guns. And that's how our sections are divided because once you say, hey, this is a home defense gun, I'm going to move you into one section of our handguns 
and I'm going to pull out four or five different guns for you. Now, I don't pull out four or five to confuse you. I pull out four or five because at this point, most of these guns that I pull out are going to be similar in quality and in their construction and how they function. It just comes down at that point to how does this feel in your hand? Yeah. Because the way a Glock feels in your hand is different than the way a Smith & Wesson feels in your hand. They use different grip angles. Well, no, you're right. I, I My Glock 43 is my carry gun, my 9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do that, folks, because it's really super lightweight. Nobody knows I have that gun on me. I mean, it's really compact. And um, and I'm pretty accurate with that. But um, my SIG, my M- uh, M17, Dave, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my not, that's a bigger, bigger, it's a, it's was made for the military to yep. carry. Yep. Full size. Yep. Yeah. It's a nine millimeter and man, I can drive tax with that thing. I'm way yep. more accurate with that gun than I am my Glock 43. All right. So think about that for a second. Yeah. Why would anybody carry a gun they're less accurate with? Well, that, well, well, hold on. It, it comes down to clearly defining what you want that gun to do. Right. If you said, Hey, I need a gun that I can target shoot with that. I'm going to be a super accurate. I'm never going to give you a Glock 43. Right. Those are the worst shooting guns when it comes to <laughs> trying to be accurate. And I'm not saying that about Glock. I'm just yeah. saying about single stack, small gun, yeah. the, the Hellcat, the Sig P365, the Smith & Wesson Shield. All those guns are never going to be as gun, good as their counterparts in the full size. Right. But here's the, here's the compromise. Care, would you rather put on your belt your big Sig or your small Glock? Oh, I, I've got an in, in the, I carry an in the pants holster. Um, on yep. my, and that, the, the, I, yeah, I, it's comfort. I mean, it's just, if I'm, if I'm out all day, I want to carry that Glock cause it's way more convenient to carry. I don't know what's there where if I've got a full, I got a full mag, um, with my, uh, SIG, I mean, it's pretty heavy, you know? And that, and there's your compromise. Right. And that's the compromise that you're willing to make. And I would agree with that. That's the same compromise I make. I carry a single stack shield yeah, or I carry a small Smith and Wesson J frame revolver. That has five shots. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, what's a sig. Uh, we we got a ton of people watching us on Facebook Live right now. Um, uh, John says he carries a sig three twenty. What's that gun? So that's a bigger gun. That's your that's your mid to full size sig. Okay, but but it's but it's not it's not the biggest. It's kind of that I, I call those mid size. That's a mid size gun. You can absolutely carry it. Um, there's no problem carrying that gun but it's never going to be as comfortable as a SIG P365, which is their micro nine. Okay. So again, this, this is your, this is your compromise. So here's the other thing on compromise. Think about bullet, the caliber that you choose. If I said, what is the best bullet to defend yourself with from a ballistic standpoint, man, a 44 mag hard to beat. Right. But who wants to carry a full size, you know, Smith & Wesson revolver or, or Ruger or whatever revolver that carries six rounds of forty four Magnum? And the answer is nobody. I mean, Dirty Harry. But other than <laughs> Dirty Harry, <laughs> nobody. I was just getting ready to say, <laughs> go ahead, Dave, make my day. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but, but the recoil, the recoil on a forty four Mag is, is so ridiculous. Um, obviously, at a shooting range, you can handle that. But in a stressful situation where you are under intense pressure, Pulling a forty-four mag and getting off a couple of rounds is going to be very difficult. Yeah, my so, my, so, my, so my my outfitter in Kansas says he carries an elite encore. He carries his bow. <laughs> 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 Way to go, so Donovan! 
Yeah, yeah there's there, there's a no compromise kind of guy. Uh, oh no, he's he's something else is what he is. Hey, what what uh, I now see? I had a shield. I had a shield when they first came out. Um, I had mm-hmm. a nine millimeter shield, and if I remember right, Dave, that's kind of in size. It's it's in between my Glock forty three and my my uh, Sig. Am I right on? If I remember that right, it's it's it, it's going to be much closer to your Glock forty three. The forty three and the shield, those original shields, are about the same size. You're not you're, you're talking you know quarters of an inch in differences on things. Okay, okay, so it's about the same, almost. It's but, about the same. Yeah, yeah, it's but I mean, your, with your my Glock. Glock, with that Glock, and with my shield, I you know, I, you know, I'm not trying to hit a quarter or fifty cent piece. Um, I'm trying to hit center mass on a body. So, I mean, I, I'm really accurate with that in that regard, but with that, with that, uh, SIG and I'm not bragging, I'm not the world's greatest shot with a handgun by any means. I'm pretty good. I'm just from going back in my military day, but with that SIG, um, that M17, I can pretty much hit a 50 cent piece anytime I want. It's it, but it's because it's way, it's heavier, it's more stable and there's less, is it, is less recoil a thing to say, or am I looking at that right? Yep. Well, it, the, the recoil is going to be the same, but the, the the amount of recoil that you feel yeah. is less. Okay. We, call, we say less felt recoil, and and so that but that's the great compromise that you're getting. Yeah. Any gun that you will actually carry is better than a gun that you won't carry. Yeah. Well, I keep my 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 Sig for home. You know, if that way I've yep. got that's home defense gun, and then my carry gun yep. is that's the way I look at it. So if someone comes in to me and says, "Hey, I want a carry gun. I'm going to take them to." Guns that are equivalent to your Glock 43. So there's the Shield, the, the Sig 365, the Springfield Hellcat, the Ruger, um, you know, LCPs and LCRs and Max 9s. Those kind of guns that are smaller because I know that a gun that is comfortable, that is small, that is easy to hide, is going to be way better from a carry perspective than if someone said, hey, I need a gun that I can just leave in the house. Right. I'm not going to recommend a Glock 43 as a gun that you can get. Now, could it work? Well, of course it can work. But I think there's guns that would work a lot better, like a Glock 19 or 17. Well, so my carry gun... my carry, compromise. Yeah, my carry gun's for short distance. I mean, that's close range weapon. Uh, yep. y- you know, my 17, my, my SIG 17, M17, you know, I'm good from 15 to 20 yards with that gun, pretty much. Yep, yep, absolutely. So then think about those smaller guns. Yeah. Like you said... You've defined, so this is that last point that we talked about, is you've defined clearly what I want this gun to do. I need this gun to hide. I need to be able to pull it quickly, and I need to be able to hit a target at about 10 to 20 feet. Right. Well, that's how those small guns were built to function. And so if you try to take one of those small guns and ask it to do something more than that, it's going to struggle, like hitting a target at 50 yards. It's going to struggle. Can it be done? Absolutely. But is it going to do it as well as your SIG? P320 or M17 or whatever. No, it's not going to do it as well. So that's why you have to clearly define what is it that I want this gun to do. So when we talk people through these, these things, and, and here's the other thing I'll tell, tell customers. If the person who's helping you purchase a gun doesn't ask you questions, find somebody else. Yeah. yeah because you gotta... if, they just, if they just push a gun to you, they're playing God. They're saying, yep, I know everything, and this is what you need. And that is not helpful in that scenario. So one of the things that we really try to do at, at JLM is ask questions. Hey, hey, what are you trying to do with this? What, what, is it, what, ha, what experience do you have? Have you shot guns before? What, what, what guns have you used that you really enjoy? I mean, all these kind of questions 
are really, really important to make sure you're picking the right gun. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got a question on Facebook for you before I let you go. Uh, Charles wants to know, he's got a 21-year-old uh, daughter, I believe. He says, young lady, uh, first concealed carry gun, was thinking something in a thirty-eight revolver. What's your thoughts on that? So some of my favorite starting guns are thirty-eight revolvers because your learning curve on a revolver is next to nothing. On these semi-automatic guns, there's a lot of buttons. There's a lot yeah. of things to do. You got to be able to rack a slide. You got to be able to remove the magazine. You have to be able to do certain things. On a revolver, it's super easy to load. You pull the trigger. If a, if there's a misfire, you keep pulling the trigger. Right. On a semi-auto, man, you got to rack the slide, get the, the the faulty round out, make sure that the next one chambers. There is a lot on the learning curve on semi-automatics. If I was to put somebody into a new gun and it was up to me, I would always start them with a thirty-eight revolver. That's yeah. not be thirty-eight revolver. Yeah, way less to go wrong, that's for sure, right? Yep. Now, the compromise is you have less less ammo. Usually you're five, maybe six rounds. A thirty-eight special generally isn't as good as most nine millimeters, but thirty-eight special is still more than capable. I, I it would it, it would ruin your day to get hit by a third thirty-eight special at ten feet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually got my wife an LCR for, you know, that way I know she was confident with it. And, um, yeah, I think that's a good choice. Hey, half an hour goes really quick. I told uh, you, I'm going to tell you, I told you this last week, but you're doing a great job with this segment. So thank you for doing this, Dave. I, and I, the listeners love it. So thank you. Good. Well, I'm certainly open. Um, if the, if listeners have any recommendations, like, Hey, we'd really like to hear about this or whatever. I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about what, what your listeners would like to hear about. Okay. And, and if they want to find you, where can they find you? We're basically at 70th and Douglas in Urbandale. So yeah. think between 86th street and Merle Hay on the North side of the road, right across from big come and go. Um, man, we got, we got everything a shooter needs. We got clean supplies. We got some ammo. We're, we're actually been getting more ammo in lately. Um, at the end, Hey, if there's any 22 shooters out there, we still have unlimited ammo on 22, no limit on whatever you want to buy. Yeah, did you hear that, folks? Unlimited 22 ammo right now at JLM. So, And yep. then what's the hours, Dave? So 9.30 to 5 weekdays, 9.30 to 4 on Saturday, closed on Sunday. Okay. All right, buddy. Hey, we'll catch up with you next month, Dave. Thank you. Hey, did you guys get a turkey? Y- yes, I actually... Um Yes, I did get a turkey. <laughs> yeah. How about your, did you, if I remember right, you t- didn't you take your son turkey hunting too? Yeah. Um, so I, he, he has not got his yet, but we're, he's got the youth tag. So we'll, we'll still be out, uh, getting him one hopefully here before too long. Well, the, some of the best hunting's coming up, so you're good. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, good. I think so too. All right, man. We'll see you next month. Let me know if you need anything. All right. Good talking with you, Dan. Thank you, Dave. There he goes. Dave from JLM guns. Really good job. Love the segment. Thanks everybody. I appreciate that. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. That sound can mean only one thing. We'll take the first two callers, 244-1350-244-1350. If you want to call in, if you want to qualify to win that Milwaukee cordless drill set from Bob's Tools, We'll take the first two qualifiers. We're going to be giving that away next weekend. So this is your last weekend to qualify for that. 244-1350, and Andrew will get you on there. And after the dog gets used to it, even the battery life goes dead, he still won't go past it. Yeah, I'm starting to notice that, John, because on that collar, Raven's collar, 
it's rechargeable. You got to charge it up like every five to seven days. Well, it's, hey, and there's really a cool deal. It's got a, like a little light function on the on the collar that if you if you turn that light on with the phone app, uh, you can see your dog while he's outside. If you don't have to worry about losing him at night, that's pretty cool. So, but you're right, John. That's a neat deal. So. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Andrew's over there getting you qual- everybody qualified, so thanks for calling in. I appreciate that. All right, and uh, we'll give that drill away next weekend. And then we got a new contest starting uh, after that, so we'll tell you about that next week. Uh, let's see. Second season uh, is going to conclude. I'm sorry, third season is going to run until the 27th, so we got a couple more days of third season. And then yeah, fourth turkey season is going to start April 28th and run through May 16th for everybody out there still chasing birds. Uh, sponsor of the week is Advanced Family Dentistry. Thanks to Dr. Scott Obi-Wan Kenobi Yegi, Dr. Williams, and Dr. Brandt, and Dr. Stewart. Uh, especially good, thank you for uh, those guys helping us buy that hunt from Trophy... Or, um, <laughs> I, I got Montana on my brain this morning for some reason. For uh, our friends out there at Triple H Outfitters, uh, we're going to be auctioning off a whitetail hunt, $3,500 hunt to help uh, raise some money for the Milo Locker family uh, for Lacey down there. Uh, that's going to be in June, and uh, we couldn't do that without Dr. Yegi buying that hunt. He's underwritten the hunt, so someone's going to get to go to Kansas, I would imagine, for less than 3500 but let's hope, hey, maybe it'll go for 4000 I don't know. We'll see. See how generous everybody's feeling. So four seasons going on right now for turkey decoys. If you're out, if you're out hunting, what I would be using, I'm going to Missouri tomorrow or Monday. Uh, I'm going to go hunt with my buddy Kent and Lynette, and then Larry Mack and Ryan should be down there. Uh, oh, there you go, Jim. Um, probably going to do Monday and Tuesday, and then I got to get back. But I'm going to probably use a Jake strutter like I've been using. I've had really good luck with that. Larry McCoy talked me into using that strutter. I, I really, for some reason, have not had a lot of success with that. But I think since I put that lay down hen in front of that Jake strutter, that's made a difference. Because I've called in seven or nine hen, or uh, toms this spring uh, in between Kansas and, and Iowa on the, on the days that I hunted. And it worked really good. So I put a feeding hen out. I put a alert hen. I put a, a lay down hen, like in a breeding position, and that Jake Strutter, and that set up. But I had them walking in a line. So I don't know if you've ever watched turkeys, but when they're walking from place to place, they're usually kind of in a line. So I did that, and I, you know, usually I used to do make a little triangle, and when I changed it to a line this year, boy, it really they it worked. So anyway, if they, if you're struggling. Change your decoy setup, you know, every, or if you have a Tom that comes in and boogers off for some reason, uh, wait till he's gone and then crawl out there and pull a decoy or move some stuff. And then that way, if you call the that bird comes back in, it's going to look different to him. So just, uh, just a couple things. Uh, there's a big event coming up on June 12th. It's called first, an- uh, the first annual giving back outdoors benefit. Uh, this is a benefit to help take wounded warriors, uh, take uh, disabled vets and children out hunting in the outdoors, fishing, hunting, and other outdoor things. Uh, they're going to have country music artist and Purple Heart recipient Matt Williams there. Uh, it's going to be uh, there's going to be comments or remarks from Purple Heart recipient Bradley Hanawalt. Bradley, I hope I'm saying that. Uh, and God bless both of you guys. 
uh, Matt and Bradley, Purple Heart recipients. Now, those are heroes right there. Testimonials from Giving Back Outdoor participants Claire Carpenter and Just Gildy. Uh, there's going to be auction items, door prizes, table prizes. There's going to be a prime rib dinner. If you would like to buy a table, uh, they've got tables for up to eight people that are available. Um, you can get just go to Giving Back Outdoors on the web or on Facebook, and you'll be able to get a hold of Jeremy, and uh, they'll help you out with that. But I do believe they still have some tables available. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's it, but that's going to be June 12th at the horizon event center in Clive, Iowa. Good event. All right, let's do the sportsman's warehouse. I'll tell you what, let me take a real quick break. Did we just take a break? We just took a break. We need to, do we have to right now? Andrew says I got a break. All right. I'm going to come back. We'll do the, uh, we'll do the sportsman's warehouse fishing report. Right here on 1350 ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right. Welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Hope everyone's having a great Saturday morning. We appreciate you tuning in. Sportsman's Warehouse Fishing Report. Blackhawk Lake is reporting around 50 degrees. Crappies are fair. Angles are still, anglers are still picking up crappies in Town Bay. Along the Ice House Point and the Marina, the water has slowed a little bit on the bite. Use a jig with a minnow. Gills are sorting, uh, but they're slow. Uh, channel catfish are slow. Cut bait or shad fished on the bottom near any rocky structure is still producing some good uh, catfish. Walleye are fair. Uh, shad wraps, rattle, uh, rabble rousers, or not rabble rousers, uh, rappelas, rabble rousers. That's a new name. Bo, there you go. Rabble rouser. There's a bait name for you. Uh, uh, are producing uh, fish. Uh, usually starts to pick up at the end of May on walleye on Blackhawk. Brushy Creek is uh, reporting three to four feet low. West Ramp is the best option to launch a boat with low water. The docks are in the north, east, south, and west boat ramps. Perch are fair, crappie are fair. Uh, jigs, two jigs, small minnows, fish near structure are producing crappies. Gills are fair, walleye are fair. Mark Twain Lake. Crappie bite is fair. Water temperature is warming. Channel cave fish bite is fair. Storm Lake, water temps reporting about 50 degrees. Crappie are fair. Tube jigs with small minnows are producing crappies. Perch are fair. Uh, catfish are slow. Walleyes are fair. Twist, twisters are a fish a minnow under a, or a leech under a bobber along the shore. Best bites are in low light conditions early morning, late evening. Clear Lake, cooler weather this week has slowed the bite. Crappie slow. Catfish are slow. Walleye are fair. Jigs tipped with a minnow or a leech are the, some of the best baits producing right now. Uh, let's see. Big Creek walleye bite is good in Big Creek. We'll jig or troll minnows in areas where on the me, a marina to the beach, the East Boat Ramp Bay, and the West Boat Ramp Bay. Uh, Three Mile Lake courtesy docks are installed on the main boat ramp. Walleye bite is fair. Walleyes are being caught uh, using jigs tipped with nightcrawlers or leeches along the flats. Largemouth bass are slow. Crankbaits fished along the windblown rocky areas or jigs near the cedar tree bush piles are your best bet for bass. Black crappie bite is fair. Catch crappies up to 11 inches with jigs tipped with a minnow fish along submerged road beds. 12 mile, uh, the dock is in on the main ramp. Crappie bite is fair. Jigs tipped with minnows fish near deep cedar brush piles along the creek or on the road beds are producing some nice crappie. So there you go. All right. Good morning, Paul Butsky, Hall of Famer. Uh, you going to call Larry? Uh, good morning, outdoors. Loved Iowa and Missouri. Great to hear what good turkey populations sound like. Hats off 
uh, to, uh, well, there you go. Thank you, Paul. I'm glad you did well, man. Uh, let's see. Paul Butsky, everybody. Uh, Turkey Federation Hall of Famer. Andrew, you're not dialing. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were at 8 o'clock. No. Andrew's giving me, Andrew's talking back to me, folks. Don't be sassing me, boy. I will. Don't be sassing me. <laughs> you know, just because you're not sleeping because of that new baby doesn't mean you can get sassy. Uh, yeah. Sleep's overrated anyway. Mm. I keep waking up at 430. Turkey. Turkey you're, time. You're on turkey time. I'm on turkey time. Living no, on turkey, turkey time. time. Yep, that's me. All right, we still got our YouTube contest. We're almost ready to give away that whitetail antelope hunt combo to Trophies Plus Outfitters in Montana. Don't lose out. Uh, uh, Larry and Ryan and Paul have been putting a bunch of stuff on Respect the Game's YouTube page. Go check that out. Hey, let me ask you a question. If we started streaming on YouTube, how many of you would watch it on YouTube instead of Facebook? Just a question. Is Facebook more convenient? I'm just, we got a lot of rules. I don't, does YouTube, I don't know if YouTube has as many rules as Facebook does. I, it's getting to be where, you know, I'm kind of, they're kind of cramping my style a little bit on Facebook. And I, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but the algorithms aren't, they, they control what people, I've got over a thousand something people following and 4,300 friends, not bragging, I'm just saying, and I'll put something on there and I'll get 15 people to see it. Now, how's that possible? It's the algorithms. They pinch everything down. It's crazy. It drives me nuts. So I'm just asking out there. Just asking. So Herman's Fine Jewelers. Have you been uh, to Herman's Fine Jewelers lately? I'd YouTube. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> YouTube is more in, is more lenient. Thank you, Bo. We might we might be looking at that YouTube thing. Uh, YouTube and in Herman's. You can YouTube over there at Herman's. 2900 University in West Des Moines. Go over to Donnie and Frank and they'll help you YouTube. You, you know, they got diamonds to YouTube. They got gold, silver. They got everything there. 222-2600. They've been helping Iowans for 39 years. They've got over 10,000 diamonds and mountings in stock. They've been with me so long. Look how ratty the, that, that script page is. That's how long those guys have been on the show. It's like 15 years. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's like I should frame that, you know? Uh, 15, over 39 years helping people in Iowa. They'll do really good things for you. Finally want to get away from YouTube. Really want to get away from YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Larry, I totally understand. It's kind of like a necessary evil though, in my job, just kind of what, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, if you got stuff laying around that they just, uh, you don't wear or use anymore, take it over to Herman's and get a new trolling motor. Go get a shotgun, go get Go over to JLM, get some, uh, get some, uh, ammunition. They got 22s unlimited in stock right now, or go to, go to Sportsman's warehouse and get a camping package. Go do something. Go do just Harmon's jewelers, more outdoor adventures coming your way. All right. I got to go. Uh, we're going to break for like a couple minutes and then we got another hour of outdoor power to bring to you. We got trivia. I got a whole bunch of new trivia stuff. We're almost getting to trail camera season. I got trail camera mounts. I got a new mounting system to help out today. Huh? Uh-huh. And then we got a cookies barbecue grill pack and some other fun stuff. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. 
This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Hour number two is brought to you by the fine folks at Elite Archery. Have you taken the shootability challenge yet? If you have not, please head over to Archery Field and Sports or Sportsman's Warehouse. And go pull back an encore or a remedy or a cure or an ember and go see what all the fuss is about. Uh, that new set technology. I'll give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. I got I got back. Uh, I wanted to cut a little bit longer arrow after my Iowa hunts because my for my decaps, those hat hunting broadheads are about, for all the po- folks on Facebook Live right now, I'm showing them, it's about this big in diameter. It's about three and, four, three and a half inches or three inches in diameter. So it's it's a pretty big broadhead. And I, my arrows that Larry made for me were just a little bit short on me. I could feel the back of that blade sometimes on my index finger and it was kind of uncomfortable. I didn't like it, you know, about the only time I get on Facebook anymore is to watch this show. Definitely prefer YouTube. Thank you, Charles. That's awful nice of you. Um, so I cut my arrows about another, uh, uh, three quarters of an inch. Okay. Just to give me a little bit more room. Now, what that does is when you increase your arrow length, it weakens your arrow, right? Because it makes it longer and it's not as stiff. So I had to I had to go and retune my bow real quick. And what I did with that set technology, simplified exact tuning, it's, it's two little uh, settings on each end of the riser of your bow. And I was able to take that, shoot that arrow and tune it within five shots, four shots, five shots, just by moving that set. And then I went and shot my, those, solid decaps at a, uh, a circle about the size of 50 cent piece at about 12 yards. The reason I'm only shooting 12 yards is because that's where I put my Turkey decoys between 10 and 12 yards. Larry shoots them at six yards, which is crazy. I can't, he, he's way stealthier than I am. I guess I, he doesn't, he doesn't creak as much as I do when I move. I I'm so I'm getting old and I creak, but, uh, <laughs> um, I, I shot and all I had to do was, uh, I shot a little bit to the right. So I just went and loosened that set screw on each end of the riser and I just turned it to the left. I went the opposite way, a left, like a left tear. And I, the next time I shot that broadhead, it was money. It was dead centered. So if I miss again, it's me, not the bow. That bow is on. So I've already missed three times this year. That's because one went out of strut and the other one blaming on the wind down in Kansas. Yeah. Uh, Mother Nature won that one. Why do you have to be so hateful? Uh, I just gave you a bonus. <laughs> yeah. I did. You I did. gave him a bonus. And he's he's hating on me. I just need to keep it real. What? Need to keep it real. Can't hear Keep you. it interesting. Yeah. Well, people don't like it when you pick on me. Oh, well, I think people love it. I love it. I get a lot of mail saying, why is Andrew so so rude to you? <laughs> I, I said, you know, that's, that's the generation these days. They're, they have no respect. No respect. No respect. So anyway, go check out those elite bows and you'll see why. I just talked to uh, Jer- Jerry at Pine Ridge yesterday and Jerry got ordered a brand new one and he loves, he's going to love it. So I, uh, I love mine. But uh, anyway, so we were going to have Larry McCoy on today from Respect to Game TV. I told him I was going to call him, but apparently he's either sleeping in or he's hunting. And I don't know which one it is because he's not answering his phone. So, And I can't text him because I got the Facebook Live going. Uh, <laughs> Stacy, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Stacy. I appreciate that. Stacy says, leave me alone, Andrew. Hey, I'll never leave you alone. Yeah. 
He's not a bad producer. He'll get there eventually. <laughs> How long, well, what is this? Three years now? Four years? God, he's hacking all the time. He's coughing. He's sneezing. What? Yeah. Hey, I, I don't know. I break, I get my son from the cesspool that is daycare, and <laughs> yeah. I just hope that I'm okay at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Just keep your germs over there. So, uh, how long, well, how long have you been producing now? Four years? Four years, yeah. Has it been four years? Time has flown by really quickly. Wow. And, um, that's crazy. You sh- I need a raise. You need to pay me more money. <laughs> I'll, uh, get right on that. Yeah, I think you will. Let's do a, let's do a mailbag segment. Get that out of the way. Can we do a mailbag segment? I think we can. Mm. Larry Mack, where you at, Larry Mack? Yeah, go ahead. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. You got mail. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me wanna wag my tail. When it comes, I wanna will. We got mail. Brought to you by Darren Islander, American Family Insurance in Ankeny. Thanks to Darren. Darren, I haven't got my uh, my cost analysis yet. I want to save some money. Send me some cost analysis. He'll 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 take care of you. He won't take care of me, but he'll take care of you folks. Give him a holler. All right, this week's question is from Scott Wilson from Des Moines. What is your go-to walleye lure? Hmm, what is my go-to walleye lure? Well, that kind of depends. I would think my go-to, good morning, David. Good to see you. I would think my go-to walleye, I got two of them. Uh, One would be uh, uh, one of my new uh, Bojangle jigs that uh, I just got in. Um, I was using a twister tail before. about a two to two, I'm sorry, about three to four inches long, uh, chartreuse or white with a, with a green tail or chartreuse tail has always been a good color for me. Um, these new baits I got, I, I'll, uh, I'll show you when I get Bo on the show, we're going to get him on here pretty quick. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but those are when I'm, when I'm vertically jigging, those are my go-to there. If I'm back trolling, I love my Rapalas or my Shad Raps, and uh, just the black and silver works really good, or a black and blue. Um, those are good colors uh, for me when I'm uh, back trolling. So those are my go-to walleye lures, Scott. Scott's going to get a brand new WorkSharp sharpening system for uh, emailing me. If you would like to have a, uh, a nice prize like that, all you got to do is just go to OutdoorsDan.com and look for the little cartoon mailbox and send me a question. And if I pull your question out of the hat, you're going to win a prize just like Scott did. Easy peasy. Not a problem. So there you go. That was easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. We got this. Call Larry. See if he answers again. I will. Where you at, Larry McCoy? You're ducking me, buddy. You're running. You know, he, I, he, I, he's either doing two things, folks. I know, my, I know Larry. He's either crappie fishing or he's turkey hunting. I don't know which one. He's a crappie fishing fanatic. If you have not known that about Larry McCoy, he is he's on his his freezer is probably full already. He's been down there catching walleye and crappie like crazy on Truman. So he's either that or he's chasing. I didn't think he was turkey hunting till Sunday though. So he's not going to answer. He's fishing. I bet he's fishing. Yeah, he's probably saying, "Man, the time I get away from Dan." Yeah, well that's true. I I haven't hardly talked to him this week. 
So well, you got to catch up somehow. Yeah, what are you going to do? All right, 808 and some change. Uh, we got open lines. You want to call in 244-1350, 244-1350. How about that? You know, we could do uh, Mudcat Rick. I saw, if you can saw Dan Young, t- uh, if what? Squirrel. If you saw Dan Young on caller ID, would you answer? <laughs> what What does that mean? <laughs> That's a that's a really de- that's a really heated question. Oh, he's talking about Larry is what yeah. he's talking about. Shut up, Rick. You know that's just rude, man. That's just rude. All right, I've got a brand new Pivot Plus knife sharpening system from Workshop. I'm going to do trivia. I'm going to do one trivia question early. How many seasons has Respect the Game TV been on? If you can answer that question, call me at 244-1350. 244-1350. And I'll give you a brand new workshop sharpener. Are there any podcast episodes on the horizon or are you or Larry Mack on the turkey season? Hey, oh, on the new podcast, Tyler, we're about two weeks behind. I apologize for that, but I had to go back and do, uh, try to go back to Kansas. Larry's been busy. Um, 244-1350, 244-1350. Sorry about that. Uh, we will be getting some new podcasts up. I think we got, what, eight or nine in the bank already, but he's lining up. Uh, we're trying to get uh, Luke Combs, uh, the country singer, on, and uh, I know we're trying to get Shawn Michaels. Uh, Larry worked both with right, Luke Combs and Shawn Michaels. Uh, he's also works with Craig Morgan. We're going to try and get Craig on, and uh, oh, we got yeah, a bunch so of people sorry, that uh, we're going to be getting on. It's not specifically hunting, but we yeah, do have yeah, some of the I top hunting that. people yeah, on definitely. TV, like Cody and the guys from Small Town Hunting. We're going to get those on. Josh and Grant from Pure Whitetail is going to be on sometime this year. Um, so we got we got we got some stuff in the works. Just got to get through turkey season. So hopefully, I'm going to see Larry Monday or Tuesday. So we'll see. Uh, thank you. We'll see Larry. We'll probably try to do one in a week. Okay. So I just got to get got to get some shows done. So. Let's go say hi to Jeff real quick and see what he is up to. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Doing well. What do you think? How many seasons has Respect the Game TV been on? I'm going to take a guess at two. Oh, that's a bad guess, man. Bad? Yeah, you're at the low end of the spectrum. Uh-oh. Yeah, but that's a good... I mean, so I would... Right. Yeah, I would I would call me back if you can, if you can get through, and uh, you can take another guess, but try to multiply that a few times. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks. All right. You know, I know why Jeff said that, Andrew. I know why Jeff said that, because this is my second year on the show. Uh, but see, they've been on for a long time. Yeah, so technically, to if you say, like, the what it is right now, it's only well, been Well, I said, how many years has it been on? Well, I, I didn't say how many years I'm trying to on. play devil's advocate here. You well, know, I know why I said that. It was a good guess on his part. Potato, potato, watermelon, potato, you know. Yeah, 244-1350, 244-1350. Yeah. How many years has Respect the Game TV been on the air on the Sportsman Channel? Oh, I'll give you a hint. It's way less than my age. <laughs> it's way less. I mean, we're talking way, 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 way less. I'm go- yeah, I, John, it's not two. It's just I've been on for two years. And actually, I'm going to probably be the death of the show if you ask me. Because Larry says I just like watching things instead of whacking things. That's because I let I let too many bucks go last year. I ain't doing, I'm not doing that anymore. 
I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm just, I'm stalling for time as Andrew writes people's names down here. So, ah, yeah, I want, yeah. Hey, congratulations to Philip Vanderpool. Philip got 102 birds with his bow now in his hunting career. And Jeff Jorgensen is uh, over 100 now. Jeff did uh, Outdoors Traditions TV with me for 18 years. Jeff's over 100 now, so congratulations to Jeff. So I'm stuck at 88 right now. I was hoping to get to 90 this season. Hopefully I will. So, All right. Uh, Jake is up first. Jake with State Farm. Good morning, Jake from State Farm. Jake, Hi, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Is this Jake who I think it is? Yes, it's your buddy. Yeah, my buddy. My Patrick Mahomes stealing fantasy football buddy. <laughs> That's who it is. How many years has the show been on, Jake, from State Farm? Well, it feels like forever, but uh, I believe it's four. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is? What, I, I, just, I just told Jeff it's uh, many times two. Well, that I said many times, not two times. Well, you just said times two. So uh, two okay. times two is four. It's not four, Jake from State Farm. But they, I, it's always good to hear from you. Congratulations! Was that your anniversary or your wife's birthday the other day? Anniversary. Oh, happy. She puts up with you. I don't understand it. I know, man. You're a lucky man. All right, bud. You take care. Well, Jake, are, are you going to call back? Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye, Jake. We'll see you later. All right, who's the, who's the other gentleman that called in? Jim. Jim, let's go say hi to Jim real quick. Jim, good morning. How you doing, Jim? Good, how are you? I'm good. Don't say two or four, Jim. Okay, I won't say two or four. I'll say eight. Boy, you're really close, Jim. You're way closer than the I other. I know I am really close. You're really close, Jim. Call me back. Nope. Thank you. Thanks, man. Man, I thought Jim was gonna. I thought Jim was gonna get it. Two, four, four, thirteen, fifty. You know it's not two. You know it's not four. You know it's not eight. But I told Jimmy was really close. So what do you think? Two, four, four, thirteen, fifty. Two, four, four, thirteen, fifty. And Andrew will get you on hopefully. Need to have Larry on to talk crappie. I need some much advice on how I can catch them. Uh, Charles, crappie fishing's easy, man. You just get you a, get you a jig, get you a little twisty tail or curly tail or a paddle tail jig, throw it under a slip bobber. Uh, right now, I would put that bobber between two to three feet and get out there on a windblown shore, and you should be catching some crappie, man. If you can find rocks or brush, you're going to find some paper mouse, man. That's what I did the other day when I caught mine. So, so we'll see what's going on. Robin, let's go say hi to Robin and see what Robin is up to. Robin, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good, Robin. What are you up to today? Well, unfortunately, I'm going to work. Oh. Next week, I take an old hunting buddy of mine. He's 85. We go out during four season. Hey, good so for you. Good. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Well, yep. well good luck. Uh, good luck. I hope you get a couple. I'd rather be the luckiest than the best. Hey, that's my line. I'd rather be lucky than good. That's what I say all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to throw my name in the hat for the how many seasons? I'm going to say nine, nine years, nine seasons. You're the closest that anybody's been, Robin, but you're just a little shy. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's good. That's yeah. good. That's but, all hey, right. but you took a shot. That's the most important thing. You took a shot. Well, you know what? I already say sometimes if you take a shot and you miss, it just gives you a little longer hunting. There you go. Robin, thank you, and good luck if I don't talk to you again before you go, okay? 
All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. 244-1350. 244-1350. I'm going to take a real quick break, and we're going to come back with your trivia. Uh, I, it's not two, it's not four, it's not eight, and it's not nine, but Robin was the closest of anybody. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. We're doing a little pre-trivia trivia. We got Jeff and Jim on the line. Uh, who was first, Jim? Jeff. Let's go say hi to Jeff real quick. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, bub? Nah, just, just trying to survive, man, so I can get out of here and go turkey hunting. Well, shit, I'll be out there doing mushroom hunting. Yeah, I haven't found any yet, but I always find them by luck anyway. But I know that a lot of folks have been finding them. Uh, they've been, I guess, about a week now. Uh, the morels have been up all through Iowa that I've I've gotten reports from all over the place. Just go find some dead trees and start looking. Well, I'll just come back up here from Blanco, Texas. I'm originally from here in Iowa and whatnot. And I'm up here for about two more weeks or about another week and tripping around find mushrooms and whatnot. Oh, there you go. You know, I see a lot of birds up around this way. I'm up around Madrid. Oh, gotcha. That's a good area. Yeah. Matt, are you calling to take a shot on that sharpener? Yeah. All right. What, what, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm going to call it uh, 12 years. That's a good guess, but you're you overshot a little bit. Well, can I get another guess in? No, I can't do that, Jeff. I got people waiting. God hey, damn. Hey, good luck. Hey, good luck. Good luck, uh, mushroom hunting. And thanks for thanks for listening, buddy. I appreciate All you. All right, man. I I appreciate you. I, I enjoyed listening to you. Well, thank you, and you be safe out there. Yep, you too. All right, thank you. All right, so we know it's not twelve or over. This is getting really easy now. Let's go say hi to Jim and see what Jim's up to. Good morning, Jim. Jim. Good morning. How you doing, Jim? Good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What are you thinking? You I'm know, thinking ten. Boy, I w- I am so glad you said ten. Thank you very much. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. Ten, ten seasons. See now, since I've been on there for a year and a half, I'm, that's probably going to be their downfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You hang- we'll call you after the show, Jim. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. You bet. Thank you. Appreciate you're, it. Hey, you're going to love that thing, man. That thing's awesome. All right. Thank you, Jim. You bet. Thank you. All right. There you go. I did not think that was going to take that long. Right. Gaggle-proofed, I guess. You know, 10 seasons. Yeah, 10 seasons. Oh, man. 823 and some change. So, uh, got a couple quick questions. Mushrooms. Had somebody ask about mushrooms. I just told uh, that other gentleman that uh, was up here uh, that uh, their mushrooms have been sounding pretty good for about the last week. Hey, real quickly, there are Foss Morels out there. So, if you got morning, Parker. Good to see you, buddy. Um, if you have never been mushroom hunting, morel mushrooms are probably one of the easiest ones to identify. They really are. Go online, look them up. But just the the easiest totel 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 how do you say that totel sign totel am I to- saying that right like almost like toll totel sign toll yeah toll oh, yeah totel that doesn't sound right you know well just it, go with what you what what feels good for you yeah you know what's an outdoor inism for that there you go the <laughs> easiest way to find this out there you go is just cut them in when you cut them in half if it's hollow that is a true morel mushroom 
okay? If you cut it in half and it's full or if it looks like it's got another mushroom inside of it, don't eat it. That's a false morel. I don't know if false morels can kill you, but they can make you sick. So just, you know, make sure you know what you're doing before you feed it to you or your family. But if you cut it in half and it's hollow, um, you're golden, okay, on a morel. Just make sure you, you put them in salt water and let them soak for a while because they've got critters living inside them, little cavities. It looks like a brain. It's the tall, it's the telltale, there you go, telltale sign. Fishing Dave, thank you. Telltale. Is that what you said? Did you say telltale? Yeah. You but, said toe-tale. I was trying to get you, yeah, I was trying to throw you yeah, off. Yeah, see, you said it wrong too. Yeah. It's that toe-tale sign. If you say it fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you're looking for. But uh, just make sure you take those, uh, take them and soak them in salt water and then rinse them off really good before you fix, you put them in the batter or whatever, how you fix them. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, bad producer. You're supposed to keep me on a straight and narrow. You're supposed to keep me there. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just a blabbering idiot. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I am. I'm trying. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom, you're out of bear. Hey, we had bear last night, or the night before. Oh, man. Yeah, Jenny made bra- uh, braised bear straps. Ooh, oh. Was that good? Yeah, I put in for a bear tag in Minnesota this year, too. I don't know if I'm going to get drawn or not, but uh, I only have one preference point. Probably will not get drawn. It's like four to five points, I think, to get drawn unless you get super lucky, but... I don't know, folks. Things are really getting crazy out there as far as tags. Uh, last year, Montana... The applica- the applicants that put in for a non-resident tag in Montana was up 28% last year. This year, it was up another 38%. And I drew a tag, but I had a preference point. It would not surprise me with the way things are going that if, that every state eventually goes to a preference point on a draw. It would not shock me if they did that. Because I think the demand is getting to where people, it's going to be competitive now, which makes it harder for us trying to make a, a TV show for a living, you know, trying to get content and stuff. We're going to have to start getting creative a little bit. So I got invited to go to Argentina, but I really don't want to fly down to Argentina. Uh, it's an 18 hour bus ride. Is it, is it 18 hours or eight? I think it's an eight from uh, Buenos Aires to where you go red stag hunting to this place it's like an eight hour bus ride i don't want to be on a bus for eight hours after flying forever oh i just don't want to do it that'd be a that'd be a trip you wouldn't forget though now would i would it be neat seeing a red stag yeah i mean red stags if you've never seen a red stag a red stag looks kind of like an elk but they don't bugle they roar it's a different it's a they don't it's not the i can't do it right now i'm in my throat sore but um they uh they they actually roar roar, which is kind of cool, you know. But I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what's going on. Maybe we'll maybe we'll start filming mushroom hunts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, let me take a real quick break, and we come back. Well, wait a minute. He's on the phone. He's on the phone. What are we doing? You got a caller coming on the air? What are we doing? Is it McCoy? Yeah, it's McCoy, isn't it? Yeah, all right. I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back with Larry McCoy on 1350 ESPN.
Hey guys, Jackie Bushman here with Buckmasters. When it comes to food plot seed and deer feed, the Mississippi-based Backwoods Attractions product line has you covered. From their food plot blends like Trophy Acre, Lazy Acre, Clover Deluxe, and the popular Dixie Six, to their attractants like Game Changer, Sweet Stuff, and Buck Robert. The best way to put it is, if you're not using Backwoods Attraction products, you better hope your neighbor isn't either. From small to large acreage, Backwoods Attraction has the feed and seed perfect for your hunting property. So do yourself a favor and swing by and support your local co-op or farm supply store and ask for Backwoods Attraction to set yourself up for a successful fall. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Alright, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan. Uh, Smoking Joe Smelter is on vacation and uh, we'll, we'll try to get a hold of him, but I, I don't know where he's at. But uh, we did find Larry McCoy and I was right. He was fishing. He's fishing, folks. That's right. Why are you fishing? You're supposed to be turkey hunting. I'm not fishing. I'm maybe going fishing because I was going through my Bojangle baits. Yeah, Bo's watching us right now, so you better be nice. Oh, Bo is? Yeah. Bo's watching. Well, hey, Bo. Yeah. I was going through some Bojangle baits. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Bojangle baits are, uh, they, have, yeah, they what, have done me well. What's you say that this spring? Yeah, I told everybody you're, you're stacking the fish in the freezer. I don't know if you're legal or not, but you're stacking them. No, I'm actually I'm not. I'm eating them up as fast as I get. We, I've actually got a bag sold out right now. That's why I get, that's why I need to go fishing. Uh-huh. You know, I did, hey, I didn't get this glorious body by not eating. Okay, Dan. Yeah. Well, okay. hey, yeah. You just slow that Corona roll down, buddy. Huh? Uh, dude, it is. Hey, I was telling we were, me and uh, Andrew were talking. I was like, Dan's that guy that goes to the donuts. You know, the donut store, every morning he's looking there, he's like, oh, there's a new color. There's a new, there's a new color. I, I don't know what to get, so boom, he just gets them all. And yeah, then he gets back to your station, and there's a bite out of every one of them. Uh, no, I'm kind of, which one he likes. I'm kind of partial to that chartreuse donut myself. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, what's your, fa- yeah. What's your favorite Bojangle bait? Oh, man, I don't. It's hard to pick. What's that it one? Really what's, the, what's the one he named after? What you said? What was that? Midnight Minnow? Or what? What is uh, it? Mid, yeah, Minnow. The Midnight Minnow. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a black and smoke bait with a little bit of flake. It's. It has done really, really well. It's just a, a great all-purpose bait. Any water, uh, if you fish with two jigs or whatever, especially under a cork, uh, or whatever, it's a it's a real good bait. It's, but literally, uh, that Minnow bait is, it's phenomenal. I haven't. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've done well about every time I went out with it. If I was having trouble finding fish, you know, uh, uh, that they they would definitely hit the Bojangle over they would, you know, over some of the other baits that I had. So, so I just started gravitating. I was like, man, they had he has a carrot bait. He also has the uh, uh, a minnow bait uh, for crappie and his bass stuff. I haven't had a lot of experience with yet, uh, but uh, you know, it's getting to be that uh, you know that bass time of year as well. And, He's got, I, I'm 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 more of a crappie guy or a walleye guy, but uh, but you know I ain't opposed to to catching some bucket mounts either. He's got an eight to ten inch worm. He's getting cranked out for all the bass people out there. He said he's got orders stacking up on that already. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, yeah. He sent me pictures of of those. They look phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, you know, so there's a lot of good things to come from from Bojangle Banks. There's no doubt about it. I mean. Uh, any if guys like to fish white bass and stuff like that, I mean the the, the four inch minnow. There's there's just so many options there, and and he's he's built some pretty outstanding baits. And and let's just face it, right now, I mean you can go into the store and there's not there's not a lot to pick from. So I mean if your tackle box is low, 
you fish with some plastics, go to bojanglebaits.com because I'm, uh, you'll be you'll be pretty impressed. Bo will take good care of you. Well, and you're buying it from a local guy in Missouri, so it's just uh, you know you're helping out a, mo- a small mom and pop business, and and he's he's really a good guy. I I mean, you introduced me to him, but he's a young he's younger than we are, but well, he might be your age. I don't know, but he uh, well, it's escalated. Yeah, I mean his his business has escalated quickly, you know, yeah. as far as uh, yeah. as far as the time. But he just built a good bait. I mean, living right there by the Ozarks, uh, like the Ozarks, there's a lot of fishermen. There's a lot of bait shops. There's a lot of so it's it's growing kind of from that nucleus area outward in a, in a rapid pace. So there's even guys, uh, you know, buying baits from down the Gulf that are, you know, catching the, uh, you know, flounder, redfish, trout, uh, and stuff like that on these baits. So I've been, I've been really impressed with him. Yeah. He does a good job. And he, I mean, he's putting back in his business. He just got a, well, what is that Larry? An ejection molder? What's that thing he just bought? I think it's a pneumatic, uh, kind of a pneumatic machine or something that's uh, where he can just pump out more baits because that way he can stay caught up. Uh, yeah. I saw that he posted on Facebook where he's building up his inventory and stuff. So that means it's, I'm going to have to take a trip down there so I can go down there and, and make <laughs> him work a little harder. <laughs> yeah. You're going down there to pilfer is what you're doing. I know no, you. Hey, hey, hey. When it comes to, when it comes to crappie jigs, I'm like you with the donuts. I go like, oh, okay, new color. All right. I better grab that. Why, okay, are, you being so hateful? Why are you being so hateful this morning? There's nothing hateful about that. Oh, like my gosh. Like, that's so hateful, You're being man. so sensitive here, dude. I'm telling you, I had one donut this morning. Hey, 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 Andrew. Yeah. Hit, the sound, hit that sound button. Come on. Let's, let's hear a sound effect. Oh, here you go. Mm. There you go. I thought it was going to be a little violin. And we've already had two. <laughs> we've already had two listeners asking, "Where's Where's the podcast at? Are you guys on hiatus?" I said, "Well, Larry's turkey hunting. He's busy." No, Dan. Dan's been trying to, uh, turkey hunting. Well, <laughs> 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 so actually, that is a good point. We need to we need to get that fired back up and. uh and get to recording again. Yeah, I told everybody. Uh, I actually got a message that yesterday too. Yeah, I told uh, I told everybody you're li- trying to line up some of your buddies. Like uh, try- we're trying to get Luke Combs on, and you're trying to get Shawn Michaels and some of these other guys you work with. So yeah, yep, yep. They're uh, you know schedules, but things kind of opening back up. Uh, it is getting a little bit more. Uh, I, I getting a little bit more, but I, uh, I don't think a lot of people know that you used to film. And video do video production and stuff for some of the top country singers in the country. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know that you did that. You got a lot of Nashville connections. Yeah, yeah, I did uh, quite uh, for quite some time. You know, uh, you know, did some stuff in Nashville and, and you know, just out filming, freelance videoing and stuff. Just you know, happen to fall into the right place at the right time. You know. Yeah. So uh, and uh, yeah, but and they still talk to you. I know it's amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, right? Yeah. All right. I know you're busy. I just uh, I was telling everybody uh, about uh, how I re uh, I cut my arrows a little bit longer, and I wanted to have just a little more little more forgiveness on my on that broadhead length on those decaps, and how easy it was. Uh, it when I to set my encore back up with that new with that less stiffer spined arrow with that set technology and it i just never seen anything like that that makes broadhead tuning so easy you know it's amazing every time that you you get a chance to set a bow up or set reset your bow up or whatever it just reiterates the fact of how important and how easy and just literally it's like 
you know, you see that light again. It's 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 amazing how easy and how effective it is. And I'll, I'll go on record and say, you know, I've tuned a lot of a lot of bows, and there's a lot of you know, there's a ton of great bow band brands out there, a lot of good bows. But as far as a tuning system out there, that set technology is the most effective that I've seen. Yeah, and you set up a lot of bows for other people and. Folks, yeah. I, I'm going to brag on him a little bit. I don't know anybody else that's an outdoor celebrity. I mean, Larry doesn't look at himself like a celebrity. That's one of the things I like about him. I, you know, I, we just we just do what we love. We're 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 really blessed to do that. But he goes out to other stores when people are having problems. If if someone if if he actually goes out and helps them, I don't know of any other TV per, person that does that. And that just shows me how dedicated you are to the to the industry and to the sport. So I, I brag on you when I can. Well, part of that too is, you know, younger, you know, we, we grew up, we basically, when I was growing up, you know, you pretty much had to, you know, you had what you had and that's what you had to use. So, right. uh, and when it broke down or whatever, it was, there were some times where I couldn't, couldn't get out in the woods and I was dying to, to do so. So whenever, if there's a way that I can help fix a bow or do, or do whatever to, uh, you know, get somebody out in the woods because that's where they want to be then and that's how i've always looked at it so so yeah and you know obviously working for the outdoor group i've obtained you know some some knowledge and stuff on working on the bows that uh you know hopefully i can teach people as well so he's being uh, really modest folks they always send him the new bows and stuff so he can test them and give them feedback on them he see he won't tell you that but i will he they they rely on him a lot so yeah, no, I'll, bra- really. I'll they, brag on you. I I don't like you. I don't like you, but I'll brag on you. They send me a picture of it with a little string on it. Yeah, you know what he you know what he does, folks. I'll be on the phone with him and goes, "Oh, FedEx just got here. Oh, look at that. I just got a new." <laughs> yeah, I said, "Shut up, Larry. I don't even want it because he won't tell me what it is. He drives me nuts." You know, you know why? Because it's really not FedEx. It's Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, uh, uh, so I'm heading down your way tomorrow. Uh, Kent and I are going to try and get a couple birds. Or, or did you decide if you if you're going to be hunting or not, or what are you doing? I, I got to call Mister Vanderpool here here this morning and see see uh, what's going on with that. Okay, uh, what do, what are we what should we be using for turkey decoys right now? Uh, right now, man, just depends if if the grass is getting taller and stuff. I mean, I definitely probably. Use stretch strutter. It's going to be wet, though. I mean, so if it's going to be wet, you're going to have to use a hard face decoy just because you're on tail fans. I'm a big strutter guy. I like to use strutter a lot just because, especially with the DSD strutter, a lot of people put the rubber up in them, up into the, uh, the cavity so it doesn't spin. I like mine to spin a little bit. I've uh, got a lot of video of, of turkeys that are locked up out there, and that, that decoy spin around, and it, it totally changes the game. Uh for them but uh yeah i mean there's some there's so many great decoys out there to use it's uh really about any of it's really about set up and don't be afraid to change them up if nothing's happening uh change the look a yeah. little bit yeah that's what i just t- i told them that that always doesn't always work but sometimes it really does work good so you know don't be yeah. afraid to get out there and if you if you have one bugger off wait wait 15 20 minutes make sure he's gone and belly crawl out there and change it up and then wait a little bit and then start calling again and it could make a difference yeah, and and when I say change it up, I mean like really change it up. Where where the hens were visible before, make them not visible. Bring them in closer to where like four or five yards from where you're sitting in the and your Jake decoy or whatever's out there a little bit further. Make him make it look like 
you know, this this Tom or Jake has some hens over here, but that that other bird can't necessarily see them. So in order to see them, they got to get a little bit closer. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Larry Mack, thank you for coming on for a little bit. Go back to your baits. No problem. You enjoy your Saturday. I will. Go see if I can't rip some lips. Yep. And uh, and burn up a fillet knife. Okay. Go bo <laughs> go bojangle some fish. I'm gonna go bojangle them like they ain't been <laughs> bojangled before. All right, man. Hopefully, I'll see you tomorrow or Monday. All right, we'll see you. There he goes, Larry Mack. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader 1350 ESPN. All right, that sound can mean only one thing. The most anticipated underrated trivia game in the United States is on deck. The Outdoors Dan Trivia Challenge brought to you today by the fine folks at Carl Chevrolet, mainly Joe Smoking Joe Smelter, who's on vacation. But Joe would want me to tell you that uh, right now trade-ins are at a premium they are looking for inventory. Your chances of getting a car, getting more for your used car than you ever have in the world right now is a good thing. Go see Smoking Joe Smelter over at Car Chevrolet. Let him give you an estimate on your vehicle. And right now, uh, inventory is king right now. So if you've got a used car, go go look at trading because I'm telling you, you're getting some good stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to read Facebook at the same time I'm doing this. You'll get some good good stuff going on at Carl Chevrolet between your trade-ins and then all the incentives they got on new vehicles. Right now, uh, I, if you find a vehicle you want, don't wait. Go get it now because some of these vehicles, it might be four or five months behind because of some of the uh, delay in the microchips. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but don't wait. If you need a vehicle, do it now. Go see Smoking Joe Smelter at Carl Chevrolet, and they'll make you a good deal, I promise. Uh, Charles, good to see you. Jerry Hall, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jeremy Lee was a Jeremy Lee. Somebody just told me that they were getting three pounds of mushrooms. Yeah. Jeremy Lee, we found three pounds of small grays in Marion County. So there, there's a good mushroom port for you. All right. Let's go say hi to Tony. 244-1350-244-1350. If you want to call in for trivia. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Hi. Tony, what was the biggest turkey? How much did it weigh that I got this year so far? Was it 26 pounds, 20 pounds, or 19 pounds? 26. It is 26. Ding, ding, ding. You want a trail camera holder or a cookies barbecue grill pack? Trail camera holder. All right. You got it, Tony. Thank you, bud. Is he going to call back or is he good? Well, we're going to, we're good. We know your info. Okay. All right, Tony. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. You're welcome, Tony. See you later, buddy. Bye. There goes Tony. All right, I've got a cookies barbecue grill pack. It's got uh, some premium cookies barbecue sauce and a jar of flavor enhancer. If you would like that for your outdoor grilling pleasure, 244-1350, Hey, call Smelter real quick, see if he answers, Andrew. Yeah, he's a, I, what are you doing? He's, he's writing stuff down. I know what he's doing. He's writing a love letter to his wife. He does that. He's a, and a lot of folks don't know this about Andrew, but he's very romantic. He's always sending romantic texts. He's always telling his wife he loves him. He's a great guy. And he's, you know, he's got two brand new babies at home. He's keeping that romance there, man. He's sparking that love, the love life at home. Andrew, I'm so proud of you. Well, thanks for painting me in a pretty good picture there. <laughs> uh-huh. You think? Yeah, uh, I'm a little Casanova. Uh, uh, 
check out the Gold Wild app for outdoor social media. Gold Wild. I don't. I don't know if I know what that is, Charles. I'll have to check that out. Hi, Jerry Hall. Jerry said he had a. a Jerry, yeah. Hey, we got to put him on. Just put him on. Tell him. Hang on. Okay. All right. Hang on. 244-1350. 244-1350 if you want the barbecue sauce. Give me a holler. Hey, I think we caught up with Smoking uh, smoking Joe Smelter. Are you on? You still on vacation? Yeah. Yep, we're good. Okay, well, I just I already did your commercial. I just wanted to make sure you were on vacation still. Yep. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. That's all right. How well, considerate yep. of I you, I told Dan. everybody that right now you need used cars like never before and then get top dollar. And if you find a vehicle you want, you better buy it now because... Some of this stuff might be delayed out for three or four months because of microchips and stuff. Yep. Yeah, even longer potentially. It just depends on uh, how quickly they respond to it. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Go have fun on your vacation. I just wanted to All make sure you. you knew I took good care of you. You always do. Uh, yeah. Where are you at? Omaha. In the zoo? Yeah. Are you, well, you, that's where you belong. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. There with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the monkey cage, man. I'll see you later, Bubba. All right, buddy. Goodbye. See ya. I like that zoo, actually. Jenny, that's one of Jenny's favorite zoos. Omaha Zoo? Yeah. yeah. She likes that zoo. Yeah, I love the aquarium there. But oh, that's about yeah. the only thing I was really impressed with. I, I'm pretty impressed with a lot of it. I mean... You like that? Now, see, have you ever been to the St. Louis Zoo? The St. Louis Zoo is, my opinion, in my opinion, is one of the best zoos in the country. Well, then you have to go and you have to battle up against the San Diego Zoo. Uh, I'd still take St. Louis over San Diego. I've been to both of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I've been to St. Louis. Cause I've been to St. Louis is free. I've been to the one in Kansas City. Yeah, or yeah. is there a Kansas City Zoo? There's a Kansas City Zoo. I wasn't real impressed with that one either. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. It's I, I like I like <clears throat> seeing the animal. Well, I get in trouble at the zoos when we were there, and yeah. it always seems to be the case. It's construction after construction well, after that's, construction. That's what they were doing in Omaha too. Jenny and I were on the sky lift, and everything was under construction. I, people get mad at me though. Cause like when I was, when the kids were little and I take them, I'd be, pull, I'd be like, you know, okay, son, there's the kill area. This is where you'd want to aim. And I, these people get mad about that. I go, I'm trying to educate my kids on where to, you, you know, humanely take an animal for food. Yeah. yeah. Cause who doesn't want to go out and hunt a cheetah or a well, leopard I would or not a lion? Me. I, I, I don't, I don't hunt anything I'm not going to eat. So that'd be really lean. Meat. But like on that kudu and the, and the, uh, Kim's buck and all that other stuff, I'd, th- that'd be great for the grill, man. Oh man. Yeah. Kim's buck. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to go ahead and that's going to be a big seller. Did nobody call for trivia? Did we already get all our trivia people out of the way? Two, four, four, thirteen, fifty. If you want a cookies grill pack, you better call me. It's going quick. You got a minute left. I got a minute left. It's going quick. Uh, today was brought to you, uh, trivia today was brought to you by the fine folks at advanced family dentistry, uh, 964-1490, 964-1490. And don't forget they're behind, they're helping us with the big benefit for Lacey out at the Milo locker. That is going to be June 12th from four to 7 PM at the Milo locker meets uh, free will donation. They're going to have pulled pork dinners to go. There's going to be an online auction starting June, Saturday, June 12th from four to the end of Wednesday, June 16th, go to, uh, put new vacations i'm sorry p p u t n e v a u c t i t i o n.com to bid i'll tell you more about that next week but we're going to have some really good stuff for you to bid on and uh if you don't know what we're doing uh lacy really had some bad medical things happen to her 
They just had a baby um, not too long ago. We're trying to raise some money to help out some good people. And that's what we're trying to do. So, yeah. Neil, Neil, you win. Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations. There. Neil, you're a winner. Just hang on. We'll talk to you in a minute. So, anyway. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody at Advanced Family Dentistry. If you have a need of a dentist or just new to the area, please give them a call. 964-1490. Or go check them out anytime at AnkeniSmiles.com. That's where I go. They'll take great care of you. That is going to wrap it up for us this week. You're going to be out there mushroom hunting, fishing, or turkey hunting. Please be out there and be careful. Till next week, God bless and come on!